The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Virginia still can't take down the Robert E. Lee statue on Monument Avenue, at least for now. Richmond Circuit Court Judge W. Riley Marchand heard testimony from both sides in the lawsuit Thursday. As Whitney Evans reports, a temporary injunction that's barring the state from removing the statue since June remains in place. Judge W. Riley Marchant said the complicated legal fight deserves a written opinion rather than a ruling from the bench. A descendant of the family who gave the Robert E. Lee statue to the state in 1890 sued Governor Ralph Northam to stop him from removing the monument. The descendant, William Gregory, argued the 19th century deed says the state promised to protect and maintain Lee and the property it stands on. The state argued Thursday that the descendant doesn't have the right to perpetually force the state's hand on decisions about its own property. An attorney for Gregory said the deed is clear and the state made a promise that it has to keep. It's unclear when Judge Marchant's decision will come down. Whitney Evans, VPM News. One of the main demands by police reform advocates is one step closer to becoming a reality in Richmond. The city council committee approved an ordinance yesterday that would create a task force to establish an independent civilian review board. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports. The task force would provide recommendations on how to create a civilian review board with subpoena powers to independently investigate residents' complaints against the Richmond Police Department. Before the vote, Liz Costin with the local watchdog group Richmond Transparency and Accountability Project told the city council committee that police need more community oversight. When you have police policing themselves, many community members see that as illegitimate. The ordinance would require the nine-member task force to include at least one person under the age of 18, a resident of public housing, and an individual with a disability to ensure a diversity of perspectives. It was proposed by five of the nine city council members, and it's expected to be voted on by the full council on Monday. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. Governor Ralph Northam held a ceremonial bill signing for the Virginia Values Act this morning. As Roberta Roldan reports, Virginia is now the first state in the South to have comprehensive discrimination protections for gay and transgender people. At the bill signing, Governor Northam addressed a socially distanced crowd of legislators and LGBTQ advocates. He says the passage of the Virginia Values Act shows how far the state has come since voters put a ban on same-sex marriage into the Constitution in 2006. We all want to Virginia to be a diverse and inclusive state, one where, where everyone feels welcome, a Virginia whose doors are open and lights are on. The Virginia Values Act bans discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. Those protections apply to housing, employment, and public accommodation, which means no business open to the public can turn away someone for being gay or transgender. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Advocates say black Virginians with certain hairstyles like braids and weaves have faced prejudice everywhere from schools to nightclubs. A new state law aims to end that by adding hairstyles to the broader category of racial discrimination. Consultant Ajua Biasamoa has led a national push for similar laws. She spoke at a ceremonial bill signing on Thursday. People have been fired. They have been passed over for promotions. They have had offers of employment rescinded. This impacts the upward mobility of black people. The bill had unanimous support in the Senate. 
26 Republicans in the House voted against the measure. Earlier this week, the Chesterfield School Board voted to send kids back to classes virtually this fall. Many of the fine details of how that will look are still up in the air, but as Ian Stewart reports, the school superintendent gave the Board of Supervisors a brief look. Chesterfield School Superintendent Merv Doherty told supervisors that a virtual day of school will look just like a normal day of school. You will have your classwork, you will have homework, you will have grading, we will be taking attendance. We will be calling students that are not in attendance that day. Doherty says the district will be sending schedules out to parents soon. He adds that the school board's decision on opening virtually versus in person was based on projections from the state. And if the number of coronavirus cases change, how schools could return would too. If the school board in August or September were to say we think we should come back to school this manner, it could be a hybrid model. It could say we think we can open up. The school board will lay out more details at its next meeting on August 11th. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The State Fair of Virginia has been canceled this year due to the coronavirus pandemic. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reported yesterday that the fair's organizers were unable to find a way to pull it off safely. Pam Wiley, director of communications for the Virginia Farm Bureau, said staff spent months trying to figure out ways to make the fair work within state health guidelines. Wiley said the last time the fair was canceled was during World War II. Before that, it was during the Spanish flu pandemic in 1918. More than 245,000 people attended the fair last year. All of the stories you've heard can be found at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.